Have you found the keys to unlock your best trip? On a Trafalgar tour, you unlock more than just the world. We give you the keys to discover real connections and one-of-a-kind experiences. It all starts with expert itineraries where everything is taken care of. With Trafalgar, your money goes further, and so do you. Unlock your best self. Discover more at trafalgar.com slash unlock. That's T-R-A-F-A-L-G-A-R dot com slash unlock. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to On My Block Packers Podcast. This is the preview edition. Packers are playing the Saints this week. We'll get into it. I'm your host, Mike Wall. Thanks for watching. If you're enjoying, please subscribe, rate, and review on our Process to Perform YouTube channel. You can check me out, MikeWall68 on Twitter, Process to Perform on Instagram. Our show is sponsored by BetOnline AG. BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest Odds, lines, batch of reports for baseball, boxing, football, college football, esports, golf, and even more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting, your favorite casino and card games, available to play right from your phone. Again, something I talk about every week that I need to start doing. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get into the action. Remember, use the promo, promo code Believe BLEAV for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. I've actually been playing chess online. I got that chess.com on my phone, that app, and I wonder if I can bet on that because that seems like it would up this, the spice up the game a little bit. Um, this week, we got Saints and Packers. Saints are are, uh, are underdogs here by two points. Packers are the favorites. This is uh, this is going to be a really interesting game. I guess the, probably the biggest news coming into this game, it's not really news, but as far as these actual matchups go, when you start breaking down the film and look at this stuff, like they, the Saints are missing Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara is up for, I think, another week or two. And it certainly has had an effect on what we see now as the Derek Carr-led New Orleans Saints and, and their ability to execute on offense. Uh, defensively, listen, the, the Packers are still trying to figure things out. And what, what's happening right now is everyone's saying what a great job Jordan Love does is, is doing it. And he is doing a very good job. Uh, I think it's by passer rating. He's got six, six touchdowns, no picks. Um, completion percentage needs to get up. But we've, we've talked about this before. There's a number of factors of why that's happening. But they're trying to get comfortable – in actually putting points on the board in this offense. Um, A.J. Dillon was the feature back last week. He only rushed for 3.7 yards per carry, 15 of, uh, 50 yards, 55 yards on 15 carries. Um, we're 3.2 yards a carry as a team if you take away the Jordan Love scrambles. And I know like you can't take the Jordan Love scrambles away, but they aren't like designed runs. So that is a statistic that I'm more interested in, probably because – you know, to be quite frank, when I had Brett, Jake DeLome, Hasselbeck, like those guys aren't scrambling very much. So we didn't even consider what they what they did in that as part of our running game. The Packers are coming off a game that they probably should have won to another NFC South opponent, the, the Atlanta Falcons. The defense just – I don't want to say the defense completely reverted back to the mean here with the 2022 team because like 211 yards is, is far more egregious than anything they were doing back then. But on the other hand, they gave up – Six and a half yards of carry to that B. John Robinson rookie. While he's special, six and a half yards of carry is a, a, a dazzling number when you get more than 10 carries. Um, and he did sound like he had a 98-yard uh, touchdown run. Like, he was getting clips all the time. Tyler Algier had a good day. I think he was under four, but you just – it's like battering ram and then change of pace kind of a little bit. 
offensively, I talked about this on the on the show after the Saints game. You're struggling to find your identity. What are you good at? And obviously, when you don't have some pieces, you know, there's reasons and excuses. One of the reasons is you don't have your best player, David Bakhtiari. You don't have your second best player, Aaron Jones. You don't have your, your deep threat, Christian Watson. That probably does some things to this offense. But the other reality is you've got a skill set, a skill position room. If you just talk about your tight ends and your wide receivers that are most, if not all, first and second year guys, you got a first year starter at quarterback. You got an offensive line who, you know, Zach Thomas solidified that right side, but you, you don't have questions anywhere, but you do have injuries. Uh, maybe Josh Myers were looking to at that center position, looking to get back to where he was maybe a couple of years ago. So we're not really, I just, you're not operating at full speed. Um, I think we minimize the importance of like what a Mercedes Lewis brings to the table as far as having that that six guy in the room that can actually block that Alan Lazard having that wide receiver that can actually block. We saw Jaden Reed trying out for that in preseason, like came up lacking a little bit. Maybe he'll get there, maybe he won't. But Alan Lazard and Mercedes Lewis, when you talk about you know having a run game that's under four yards of carry, and what are the reasons why? It's like two point nine yards of carry if you take. 3.2 yards of carry second week. You know, if you start looking at it and go, why is that? Well, a lot of it is like backside blocking at the point of attack with the tight end. Do you have a wide receiver that can dig somebody out like a safety? Those things matter. And when you watch this tape, it, it, they matter a lot. So we're not, we're, we're doing a really good job. I think Matt LaFord is doing a really good job of understanding what the, what the problems are, especially with the the problems and the opportunities with Jordan Love being a new quarterback. He's doing a good job. I'm just going to call it managing the game because we're not putting up a ton of points. Uh, but he's 15 to 27 last week, 151 yards. You guys, pretty pedestrian, but there's three touchdowns and interceptions. But when you look at in context of the National Football League and and most teams that are winning football games, when you say your quarterback put up 151 yards passing, you're not it's like it's not blowing you over. And again, we can look at stats, statistics. There's only two weeks, etc. Like it's way too early to worry about all that stuff. But on a game by game basis, you think now that maybe Jordan should see his role expanded given the fact that like, okay, you gave him a little bit, you, know, you bite off a little bit, he could chew it, give him a little more and just continue to build out. I'm sure that's what they're thinking about doing. We're talking about the new Orleans saints. Uh, some familiar faces. The, the most important one maybe is Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams is a featured back. Obviously went to Detroit last year, had a good season. They came down and, and he's running with them. He's a downhill runner. Um, the saints do well in nickel runs when they can run Jamal Williams down Hill. Now, obviously, without Kamara, they've kind of been scrambling. Uh, we, we don't even know if, if Williams is going to play this week. I think he tweaked his hamstring last week. And then they brought in uh, Tony Jones Jr. I think they brought him off the practice squad. He had a couple touchdowns, you know, like two yards of carry, three yards of carry. Again, same kind of guys right now. He'll put his pads down. He ran over some people last week. I might have it on tape here. But this, as you look at this offense and you look at this, the strength of their team, it's certainly – their wide receiving core, you got Michael Thomas, you got Chris Olave. Um, I think their tight end room is really, really good. Uh, Juwan Johnson, Foster Moreau, and they brought in Jimmy Graham. But really, you look at those two guys, they're very involved in the run in the pass game. The right side of their offensive line, Ryan Ramchek and Cesar Diaz, um, or Cesar Ruiz, excuse me, both first-round picks, solid, solid players. You go over to the left side, and we'll, we'll show a couple things here. I think there's some opportunities in that part of the game. Defensively, this is a very, very good football team. Let's not waste time with statistics because we're only a couple uh, couple weeks in, but they are a very, very good football team. They defend the pass. Well, everything starts with the run game. 
They've got Cam Jordan. They've obviously got uh, their middle linebacker. I think he came from the Jets years ago now, but uh, Demario Davis, real leader of the team. They've got uh, Tyron Matthew. They've got dudes everywhere. So they're, every layer of their defense is good. They're super physical up front. There's going to be some matchups we can't wait to see. Um, let's get in some tape right now and just kind of show you how we're, how we're looking at this team. So the Saints defense so far, important stats. Six of 26 on third down. The opponents are only averaging – they get six out of 26 third down conversions. They've sacked the quarterback eight times. They've, they've put him under pressure numerous times aside from that. And they're only giving up 262 yards per game. Now that is a – that's a winning combination. We just talked about Jordan Love at 151 from the, through the passing uh, game through the pass, through the air, excuse me. 262 yards is winning football. That's usually what you expect your, uh, your quarterback to get on his own. What these guys do inside and out, across the board, it's not just Cam Jordan. Uh, I love how uh, Carl Granderson has developed his game. He really works hard in the offseason, you can tell. Nathan Shepard, Kill Sanders, uh, the rookie, Brian uh, Brissy, all these guys are physical players. Look what they do to the inside of the, off the interior of the, the offensive line here. Two guys on the ground. You just see it. This isn't. This is nothing more than a solid. You don't move your feet. You don't sink your hips. I'm going to take advantage of you. Great job. First play of the game just gets right in the quarterback's grill. The linebackers. We showed this last week. Now this might be a Carolina Panther thing because of the motion, because of, because of the way that they run. But trigger happy. And if they continue, Jamario Davis in particular, you see some motion and the quarterback's under center. They are, if they're moving at all, this guy's going downhill. He's hitting his gap early. They're forcing cutbacks. So what did we talk about before? If they're trigger happy, you have to be able to take care of that double team, force that linebacker to run into you, and you have to be able to take care of the backside. That backside cutback block is incredible or, or excuse me, crucial, or the running back has to make that guy miss. We see him triggering right here into the gap, and this is where there's some opportunities. This is early in the game. See it again right here. 20 is a linebacker, not a linebacker. Number surprise you a little bit, but he hits this hard. We do such a good job on Granderson here with the tight end that it creates an open lane. That's Thielen blocking inside. You see the, the job the tight end does on Granderson. Granderson's become a good player. Gets beat right there. Doesn't hold his gap integrity. Now, you know, the Packers, we saw last week, we talked about it. Running in base with our guys, I just don't think we have the people up front to win one-on-one -on -one matchups consistently. Like, I don't think you have five or six guys that you need to do that. So one thing you can do is put them in nickel. What the Saints are, are using a little bit here against Carolina, I would expect to see more of it against us, is they'll go to a five-man front, a seven-man box when they go to nickel. So they'll just drop 20 Pete Werner down. They'll go into like a jam look you see with Cam Jordan over the right guard. And then they'll just drop Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, into the box. Or they'll just go a 51 with Demario Davis playing the mic. But this is a really good way for the Saints defense to just win one-on-one -on -one matchups. They just get a hat on a hat here. You see a lot of guys getting shoved into the backfield. So you got this outside zone handoff. You got Iki Aquino getting beat. You got their left guard getting beat. And so on the backside, because Cam Jordan – Cam Jordan's a mismatch, right, on the backside for most guys. And Tyler, Taylor Moten, they've been playing together against each other for a long time. Cam gives him troubles anyways, but does a good job standing everybody up. D-tackles make plays here. They're really, really good. 
they take a lot of pride in the run game. You can just tell. Again, same idea. Now, this is an ID issue. So they just overhang the safety on the end of the line of scrimmage. These guys, are, the Carolina Panthers is just running inside zone. So inside zone, the guard, the left guard in the center are going to double team to the linebacker with a green arrow on him. But unfortunately, because that guy is an overhang, everybody's super hesitant now. So they just let the play side linebacker shoot through here because the left guard and the left tackle go to the circle. They go to the safety, which they do not need to do because this is usually a downhill or cutback play, especially given the red formation they're in. Easy tackle, right? So ID and formations, understanding if they're actually in a five-man front or if they're just bringing an overhang player, how are we going to deal with that? Could be a critical part of the run game. You see Cam Jordan here. This is one of the matchups. I'll talk about it later, but Zach Tom has done an excellent job. This, for me, over the last, you name it, five, six years, is one of the best two-way defensive ends in the National Football League. He can do it all. He's not quite at Miles Garrett's level. But this guy plays the run in the pass with equal fervor. He's a, he's an exceptional uh, competitor, exceptional personality. He's fun to watch. He's, he's fun to listen to. Uh, Going to be a great matchup. Technician brings it every play. This is the second play of two in a row that he just bull rushes Moten, who's a good tackle in this league, right back into the quarterback's lap. This guy's running for his life all day. First pick of the draft. You see a couple plays later. This is actually uh, – Basagan, I can't even say this guy's name. We'll call him Tano because his first name is easier than his last, 92. But he does a good job just getting right up and resetting the line of scrimmage. If you watch these guys over the last two, three years, this is what they do well. Reset the line of scrimmage. And then the other thing they do extremely well is you look at their defensive tackles. Now, this is just a simple zone. Hey, six in the box, seven in the box, excuse me. Zone, well, it's really six in the box. You look at Tyron Matthew. He's not he's not in the box because he's just covering that, that wide receiver. You move the wide receiver out, he's gone. You get this six in the box look, and they know they're going to get two doubles. These defensive tackles are attacking the play side player. So wherever these guys step, they attack the play side guy. Why? Because it, uh, it allows these linebackers to shoot the gap, particularly the player on the backside. So in this case, because the ball is going to our left, the offense is right. When the defensive tackle over the left guard attacks him, it allows 20, Werner, to just shoot this gap. He can't get off in time. They just do a, such a good job of this. Of course, we had the penetration from 92. And this is why it's so tough to run against these guys. I mean, they're really fundamentally sound. Then the other thing is you guys got Alante Taylor, Marshawn Latimer, all these guys outside. Taylor's literally running the route for Thielen right here. Just a re just an excellent job. And, it's, and when you look at this stuff – this is pattern recognition, formation recognition, maybe more than anything else. You look at these routes. He's just reading the situation and making it work. Creating single blocks. This is the name of the game for the, Carol for the, uh, for the New Orleans Saints. Can we create single block situations and just defeat those guys with our technique, defeat them with our unrivaled intensity, especially when we talk about the run game. So if they go into their 3-4, if they go into their base, if, if we look like this, again, this is just that five-man uh, five on the line of scrimmage nickel look, but we're just creating winning matchups, especially on the backside. And you just think about, from the Green Bay Packers' perspective, 
you know, you've got guys on the backside now. When you think about Luke Musgrave, you think about Kraft, you, you know, Tucker Kraft, you think about the guys that they were trying Jaden Reed out to be the wide receiver who blocks in because the, the Panthers try to use a lot of wide receiver blocking on the end to take care of the safeties. These are really hard ass. Carl Grandison's a, a, a good player. He's a good technician. Cam Jordan's a dude in this league. 93 is a dude in this league. Like these guys can stand up against single blocks on the backside. And it just creates this environment where it's really difficult to move somebody off the scrimmage to get vertical displacement and to really get the, the running back and a lane before the line of scrimmage. If you get the running back to stop, we talked about it with AJ Dillon. If you get the running back to stop his feet before the line of scrimmage, you got problems on offense. Run stunts, exploit footwork. That's another thing that the Saints do just as a changeup. If they're in the nickel game, very, very, very rarely are they playing everybody head up. Now, they're not going to rock everybody, but they will move in situations like this. I'm sure they just have a call, and they allow the defensive end to go underneath the left tackle and then just fire the play side linebacker over the top. So they just switch gaps here, create opportunities for, for plays. Granderson beats Icky Aquana because his footwork is poor. He doesn't take a first step. Hops out. Underneath, tackle for loss. Footwork wins, footwork, footwork loses. These are situations that you can exploit if you have good footwork or if you you can see this early and, and can communicate the, the play. We see it now. Exact same look to Mario Davis is over there, play side. Icky waits. Now Icky doesn't get beat inside. Uses his athleticism, pummels him to the ground. Left guard gets to Demario Davis. Now, unfortunately, these guys inside, these guys are good, man. Saunders is a good player. Saunders ends up winning here because the center steps behind himself. He goes into contact high. So even though this guard releases and does a good job, center has no chance to make a play. And it's literally just starts with your footwork. You get your footwork, right? I'll play this through in real time. Get your footwork, right? This is a big play. There's nobody out here, right? You got one-on-one -on -one with the safety. You got an eight yard game. So what do you have to do? Green Bay Packers. Talk about it all the time. Under center play action. We talked about a nauseum last year. Under center play action is the best way to get linebackers to commit and open up the middle of the field. We like to run middle, middle zone and deep in cuts. Perfect opportunity here. These guys drop deep. They'll take the underneath stuff, but you have to take advantage of the opportunities to get these guys to fire. We talk about it. They're trigger happy. They go under center here. Both these guys are in the mix, in the, in the, in the mush, in the scrum. And unfortunately for the Panthers, they have to roll, roll over to his left, so he's got to flip his hips. He still makes the play here, but I think you can get the ball out even faster in different situation situations if you obviously roll to your right. Now, I was just super impressed by this play. It probably went unnoticed. It was a sack fumble by Granderson here on, on, a, on a scramble by, by Jordan Love. They had run a bunch formation, that I'm talking about the Carolina Panthers, and run um, wide receiver screen here before. Now, the formation was slightly different, but if you watch Demario Davis, the linebacker 56, and you watch the safety sitting over the the, the front part of the uh the front man in the in the bunch look, they do not move. They're reading eyes, and because of Jordan Love's footwork, they know this is a this is a uh, a fake screen. This is super impressive, man. They don't bite at all. Go ahead and take it. They do not bite at all. One is they're playing man, okay? Or excuse me, they're playing zone. So uh, yes, that's part of it. But if you watch that middle linebacker, the reason this play doesn't work, that middle linebacker doesn't move. 
Pros watch tape. Awesome to see. Granderson ends up getting around Icky on a uh, on a busted play. Goes all down, blah, blah, blah. Now, Packers are going to have to deal with this. Demario Davis is not a great pass rusher, but they will put him up at the line of scrimmage, and they'll put up Warner at the line of scrimmage. And what Demario Davis does as well as anybody is he picks people. He just turns into that missile. So right now, he's just going to pick the center. We have to ID the front. We have to account for everybody. So right now, this is a one-on-one matchup. You got 94-20, man over the center, Demario Davis, and whoever's out over the left tackle. We are kicking to all those guys. You leave Tyron Matthew, Honey Badger, number 32 for the running back, and you're out of here. If you leave the tight end, then you can have a possible squeeze call here. But you have to have everybody accounted for. You have to get back. You have to be able to punch and pass because Demario Davis does a great job here of just picking the center. And so now nobody can recover. Breezy, the, 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 the rookie defensive tackle, has to take on Chuba Hubbard. That's a mismatch. We got a sack. Sack fumble, excuse me. You got another look at a different one here. Who are they bringing? They look like they're bringing both. Werner just comes up and occupies the guard. Now you can probably, you know, if you're if you're a bet man at home, who's gonna who's coming, who's not? Well, the guy that's on the side of the running back is probably not coming. He's probably gonna occupy the guard and bounce out. Regardless, they run a little bit a slightly different game here. And this is something we might have to see from Jordan Love. Have a quick timer in your head. If they start running this stuff, inevitably lanes open up. If you see a lane, sometimes you just got to take it. This is probably one of the better plays that Bryce Young had on the evening. Terrible slide. But we're going to have to take what you can get. Familiar play here. If Aaron Jones gets back, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, they motion in the backfield. Right, send the guy over the top, do a little zone underneath here. Good little run, little nickel run. Tough run here. I just thought you guys would like that little nostalgia from last year, the year before. Here we go. We watch 93 here, and they're just defeating blocks. So, right here, this looks like it's a really good position on a backside. We call this a backside B block to go up to DeMario Davis. So, left guard, left tackle on 93. You see 93 here, really just plays over. Does a fantastic job. Doesn't make the tackle, but makes the initial contact. They're good at what they do. Nathan Shepard is good at what he does. These guys are not household names. Nathan Shepard and Kalen uh, Sanders in particular are not going to have a lot of stats at the end of the year. They're both very good players, especially in the run game. It's important for us to stay on schedule, and that's kind of the, the take what you can get approach to football. I think they've been doing this a little bit because they've had to without, especially last week, without Christian Watson, without Aaron Jones. The, the Carolina Panthers are really cutting the field after they have much more space to play with. But you see there's three on one up top. There's three on one middle zone. The only thing's open is the check down. You just check the check down here. You get the sticks. You live to fight another day. Hopefully you don't fall on your face. So the defense is good. I, I'm just – this is going to be a fun matchup because this is one of those teams historically has always given us trouble. They give everybody trouble. They're they're just a very like culturally they're just a very good defense. They're fun to watch, man. Like I root for them uh, when you're when you're not playing them because they're a fun team to watch. Now offensively, obviously De Derek uh, Carr is not David. Goodness, you know Derek Carr is uh, is under center. You already come you know coming over from Las Vegas. These guys are averaging just under 350 yards per game, 18 points per game. That's not going to beat a lot of teams, right? It's basically like that 20 number. If you get over 20, you're good. If you don't get 
If you get under 20, you can expect to lose a couple of those matchups. They've given up seven sacks. David Carr is a guy. He's really good, especially in this offense right now. Maybe he doesn't know. He's not that comfortable with it. Maybe he's not that comfortable with wide receivers. He's really good when the ball gets out quick. He's always been able to deliver a great deep ball on time. But I think you can dramatically affect his pocket presence and his accuracy when he feels pressure. Now, he'll still make some plays. You've seen this guy live. He's got a really, really strong arm. He's a big dude. He kind of reminds me of Andrew Luck in that sense. He's a big, strong guy. Throws are effortless. He can throw a 50-yarder like he's throwing a five-yard out. Okay? If he gets off his first read, based on the tape this year, if he gets off his first read, the defense is usually going to win the down. If he gets off his first read and he has to hold the ball, the defense is usually going to win the down. He does win some of them, but if I was a betting man, my my money would be on make him hold the ball, make him get off his first read. Good things seem to happen for the defense. I also believe, and I've believed this for a while, I've played with his brother. I think he has a memory. I think if you hit him, I think if you get to him, I think he has a memory, and I think, I think they try to coach around that by putting in the play after a sack, the play after a fumble, the play after an inter- something simple. So I think there's opportunities, right, to get into this guy's skull a little bit. Now the question is, can you get there with four or can you get there with five? What is it going to take to tilt him up a little bit? Because this is a defensive-led team. And the offense is trying to sort things out about Kamara. They got a new quarterback. We got to see there's some questions along the offensive line. And what is it are they going to try to attack us with? I think they're going to try to attack us with downhill running. I think they're going to really try to lean on Chris Olave and Michael Thomas. But, you know, I'm going to play a new game here. Find the fish. When you're watching film as a player, you're sitting in there with your boys, okay? Everyone's got their snacks, right? You're in early morning session. Maybe it's a Tuesday. Sit down, turn the tape on, and we play find the fish. Right, So if it was find the fish on offense, we're looking at that one defensive player along the line, hopefully, that you're like, dude, we're going to take advantage of that guy or that linebacker. We're going to take – he does not like contact. Right, We want to run right at this guy. If I'm a defense and I'm watching this tape, I think they got good players all over the board. I think Derek Carr is a good quarterback in the National Football League. I think the receivers are excellent. They can play at all three levels. They can run every route you want. Missing Kamara is a big deal, but Jamal Williams is a good – He's a, first of all, he's a dog. We know that already. And he's a he's just a hard-playing guy. Like, you don't take him for granted. I think the right side of their offensive line is good. Not I, Are they elite? I don't know, but they're really good. I think the left side of their line, if you're asking me, I found the fish, especially against this last game. Now, I don't know if we have a Derek Brown. I made the statement that Kenny's just as good as Derek last year or last week. Uh, Kenny's got to go prove that Derek's playing Derek Brown's playing at a really high level. So this is two weeks. We watched the people against the, the Panthers defense, but this is the kind of stuff that we've seen now against with the saints, literally crossing over guys going the wrong direction. I think this is just a mental honor from that Tre- Trevor Penning. If you, everybody remembers small school kid two years ago was at the combine. He's getting in a fight, like every play he's all over, like, you know, sports, all these, you know, stupid Instagram things like, Oh, this guy's so tough, you know, blah, blah, blah. He likes to fight after plays and he fishes, you know, the whistle's done and he's shoving guys. That's who this guy is. He actually got, he actually got, uh, uh, I think it, it was a Shaq Thompson got hurt. Cause he got, this guy got hip to like judo tossed from uh, one of the dudes on Carolina last week. But these guys make mistakes. 
These guys have footwork issues. They're not bad players. Talking about James Hersey, he's been in the league for a number of years now. Okay, but you can take advantage of this guy, run or pass. He just gets beat. You see, this is a this is a very relatively easy pickup. These guys are going to just run a tackle down, end down, and then linebacker Frank Lavu is going to come around. This is an easy pickup for the center guard and left tackle, right? But this left guard's footwork is really bad. He lunges over the top of himself. He's out of control. They get in and make the play. Like these kind of things are – this is what's on tape. This is what's available. Same thing. Now we got uh, 97 coming in – or excuse me, coming outside here and just almost – honestly, you watch this again. He almost knocks Derek Carr right in half. He almost saws him right in half. I mean, that's painful to watch. Okay, so ball's out. We talk about a little bit as far as pressure, accuracy issues. Now, in the run game, you got to force these guys. This is a down – Jamal Williams, we know he's a downhill player. Okay? The, the backup, Tony Jones Jr., downhill player. We want to force them to bounce. Okay? If you bounce them in the run game, like this is a standard power play. We get a little bit of penetration here. They do a good job at the defensive end position of gumming it up. The corners are coming down and making plays here. Taking out legs, sawing guys in half. If you give them a downhill running steam, they are going to have success. Now, here they're running an RPO with Taysom Hill off of uh, off of the big fella 95. Kind of an interesting play. But there's no reason we shouldn't expect to see Taysom Hill in the game a lot. And there's no reason we shouldn't expect if they go if we go base defense and we look like this. I'd run this off Kenny Clark all day. Right? So they get the double teams that they want. Now, if you get these doubles, now they're just in a nickel coming downhill under center. You can run a lot of stuff off this. But they do a good job of sticking the doubles, center left guard, right tackle right guard. They get into that situation. They're going to line up in a right formation more often than not because they want that good B block in the backside of Ramchick and in and uh, uh, Cesar Ruiz. Same thing. You just see the good doubles, huge window there. Jamal Williams just running hard downhill. This is the kind of stuff you're going to have to stop. Footwork wins games. Step underneath yourself. There's a lot of things going on here. But, you know, when I'm watching film, I'm like, how do we beat this guy? How do we take advantage, right? That's all, like, we can talk about all, like, you know, uh, who said what to the media and and blah, blah, blah. It's all fun talk, right? Like, how do you beat somebody? Like, I want to know why Why is my team losing? Why are we winning? Footwork wins games, right? You get into this situation. You step underneath yourself. You get pressed back into the hole. You you ruin the, the, the direction of the tight end. Everybody on the right side is just pressing out because they want to cut back off your block. Footwork loses, gets knocked in the hole. Derek Brown makes the play. We could look at the front side blocks as well, but it's just one of those deals. Defensive end comes down and is super physical. This is what I'm talking about. We got, you know, Preston will do it, right? Rashawn will do it. Well, Enigbari do it. Hollins do it. Now, these guys play. We're coming down face-to-face. -face. I don't, you know, we've done that in the past. There's some good and there's some bad about it. You could just play this outside leverage with your inside shoulder. But the point is, can you gum this up? 
because they're pulling guards and tight ends behind them. The tight ends don't know how to navigate like the guard does, right? So this is why it's more of a difficult deal if you don't have a real fullback. But if you can gum this up and force the bounce, then all of a sudden you're playing right into Devondre, Quay, like the, what they're good at, particularly Quay, get downhill fast, right? You see it. Nobody's in front of you. You don't have to defeat a block. Now you can shoot gap, get comfortable, take the bounce, use your speed, use your athleticism. These plays are available if they continue to try to bounce outside. You see Brian Burns here. He goes opposite shoulder. Like, we're not going to teach that, I don't think, but I just from the just from the scrape and spill idea, works. Hard time getting up on the second level, right? This is a another edition of looks good on paper. What are we talking about? Okay. You have a left formation. Two tight ends to the left. They're in base defense. Excuse me. I think they're still in nickel, and that's Frank Levin number 49 over the right tackle. Okay, yeah. That's I'm 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 but but they're running their their five down line. Look. They've got a safety out to the side that the, the first tight end from the left is going to release out. So you basically have this double team, and then you have a, 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 a guard tackle double team out to 54. The expectation is that this ball goes outside, right? you got a stand-up defensive end. You should be able to double and get the edge on. What is the problem? The problem is if the guard and the tackle are planning on slipping this, in other words, double teaming up to 54, and 54 just wants to shoot his gun, you are never getting there. So when I say it looks good on paper, it's not like this can't be blocked, but this can only be blocked if you have a you-me call. And the you, the, if I'm the left guard, I say me, 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 and I'm pulling around for this dude. And, and the center, or the left or the left tackle has to take on 95 on his own and just pin him. Because there is no way that Trevor Penning's going to try to play through Derek Brown up to a guy who's shooting his gun in 54. Looks good on paper, doesn't work in the real world. He's gone. Got the under center play action. A lot of the stuff they're going to try to run, they like to play right-handed. Not always, but they like to play right-handed. Right-handed quarterback is more comfortable. And this is what – I feel like the Saints have done this forever. You get all these dudes – up here, you got six on three. What was that five on three? Excuse me. And then they're always comfortable and they got good tight ends. And they're just comfortable. Hey, let's we'll just dump it off the tight end and get what we can get. Derek Carr does that here. This is just stuff you got to learn how to defend. You know, Derek Brown's making the play down there. Now we talk about Derek Carr specifically now. Quick game stuff. He looks really good. Gets the ball out on time, accurate. He's got a good arm. Easy. These They got guys that can get open fast. Again, like I said, Michael Thomas has been in the league for years doing his thing. Chris Olave is a young player. He's their leading receiver right now. Makes some great plays in this game. But just in general, these guys can play at any level of the field, anywhere on the field. You see the one-on-one -on -one look up here. So they throw a, a, a long ball, but it's on time. He's not waiting for it. This is just a quick, oh, he's open. They're giving him the go. Maybe they're giving him the, the, the hand signal on the hip, and it's go time. If you give this guy an opportunity to throw on rhythm, he's as good as you're going to see in the National Football League this year. It's when he gets off schedule that I think the Packers can take advantage. Just the question of can we get him off schedule through different looks in the secondary, giving him, a, giving him something to think about, or just getting somebody in his face.
Again, we talked about it before. You got to force this guy off the first read. And this is, they blitz. This is not an easy, or excuse me, this is a relatively easy pickup, and they do a good job. But he lets this ball go now. The ball's gone. There's three people in the vicinity. And it's a high ball, underthrown. And this is the stuff that you just started to look at with, with Derek Carr that, you know, it's always been kind of one of the knocks on him maybe. But for as strong as arm as he has, you know, sometimes he tries to place these balls perfect. With the Panthers, you know, throwing in triple coverage, obviously frowned upon. You got a two-by-two, two, shift the back over. And you can see, you can tell by his drop. Ball's gone. The ball needs to be right now, hitch and go. Right now, if he hitches and throws, he's good. For whatever reason, he's not ready. Doesn't feel good about it. Sees the pressure. There was a three-part series here. Three, three. Uh, excuse me. There was a three-play sequence. It was pick, inter, incomplete sack, and trying to make it easy for him. And why do they get sacked? We go back to that left side of the line. Beat inside. I think we can take advantage. This is one of those weeks where, you know, everyone talks about Van Ness going inside. I don't know if it's Van Ness, but you got to put a defensive end on their guards. A defensive end on their guards, particularly their left guard, just dealing with that speed is going to be something that he just doesn't move his feet well enough. You know, this is the old, like, Justin Tuck Giants versus the Patriots that changed the game. Bring that defensive end down. It's got a little wiggle to him and put him in there and just give him a two-way go in passing situations. You could even do – you probably could do this with Wyatt, to be honest with you. But this is one of those deals where, like, I want to give one this guy a free rush, and I want to get everybody else out of the way. Look at the three-man side here. I really showed this because uh, but Frank LeVu has been a, a, a tough guy for the Carolina Panthers. Look what he does to 51. This is our Ruiz here. Now, they're running their three-man game over here, but they want to bring 49. And he just lights this dude up. Goes right into right right through him to the quarterback. These are things that are just opportunities. You never know what's going. The thing that's fun about football is like you never know what's going to happen. That guy's got a good stutter stutter bull for a linebacker, but it's like if you're not ready for it, man. Just Devonder Campbell, you could stutter, Quay, you could stutter bull. Like you can you can hit light, light it up. Some, sometimes they're just not ready for it. Offensive line again. You got the cross dog look. So you got Red Arrow coming first. Fifty four is wrapping around. They have a hard time picking this stuff up, right? They have a hard time picking it up, but more importantly, usually, like if it was Brad or Aaron, hopefully with Jordan, they have an answer already for this. You can already tell, even before this point, you can tell that these there's something different about their depth, about their alignment, right? You plan for this. The ball's got to be out now. You see where the opening is. You can see it right in the middle of the field. We're running toward – we have leverage, inside leverage. Ball's got to be out, but it's not – this is where we got to take advantage. He's trying to climb the pocket. He's a very he's a very methodical quarterback. You look at his – you look at his uh, his footwork, his technique, the way he holds the ball. It's like – it looks like it's out of, a you know, an old book, okay? So he does a lot of that stuff, but it doesn't always translate because 
sometimes you just got to get the ball out. I think we might have one more play here. Yeah, we got the Taysom Hill factor. So Taysom Hill is, uh, I think he's their leading rusher right now because everybody else has been hurt. But he's going to go into the game either at the running back position or he's going to be under center making these plays. And it's something you have to, he said, 79 yards rushing, something you have to account for. He's a guy that you can run the outside toss stuff to. He's a guy that you can run the RPOs with, which we struggled with last week, both from a leverage and from a number standpoint. So these are things that are available to the Saints that you really have to consider. And unfortunately for the Packers, it's just like it's one more thing you got a game plan for. Just downhill running. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a really good game. I mean, a two point favorite for the Green Bay Packers. You know, fair enough. I think you're at home. There's a couple of matchups I wanted to talk about. Number one, and we've kind of gone through the film, but you see the, the Jamal Williams slash their offensive line versus our run defense. We gave up 211 yards last week. I don't know that this offense with Derek Carr in its current iteration although the receivers are really good. And Derek's a really good quarterback. In this current iteration, if they don't run the ball well, I don't know that they're going to score a lot of points. Now, we have to score points too, but, you know, I mean, obviously to win the game, but I don't know that they're going to score a lot of points just him chucking the ball 50 times. So if you're getting these guys, like you want to get these guys in second and long, third and long situations, can you stop that downhill run? Can you put five men on the line of scrimmage? Can you create matchups? We find the fish. Can you create matchups along the line that – allow our good players to get one-on-one with their less than players. Number two, I talked about at the beginning of the show. I can't wait to watch Zach Tom versus Cam Jordan. And really Cam Jordan and all of these guys, I mean, they have, you know, Tano is a good player. Uh, Granderson V goes over. There's a good player. They, they've got dudes, but Cam Jordan's really good. He's always been good. He's got a motor. He can go speed to power. He can go speed to chop. He goes, he has a dip. He, he's got a lot of stuff going on. He's he's a tall player. He can play with leverage. He can stab. I think Zach Tom's got, we've talked about it before. I think he's got elite hands. I think he's got elite body position. He can work on his pass sets. If he sets flat here, what's that going to look like? Can he get back in time? It's going to be a good matchup. And then in the run game, you talk about Cam versus not only Zach in the run game, but but also our tight ends. What is it like having a Cam Jordan coming at uh, Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft? right? Are they going to try to last last week and put him at the point of attack? Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. Are we comfortable doing that against Granderson and, and Cam Jordan? So I think that's an awesome matchup. Chris Olave uh, is, you know, Jair Alexander, or for whatever reason, they're linking – Drake London's success last week to have you know hiccup game from Jair and probably it's it's probably you know fair enough. A couple of those plays they made they did make on Alexander. Chris Olave is coming in with a lot of confidence. He's a very very good player. He's a burner. Um, he seems to be their favorite target right now. As Michael Thomas is coming off, I think almost a, almost a season long injury. So they've got some things to work out in the secondary. Certainly with handling both those guys plus their tight ends. I still am waiting for the day where we can just play press man or, or off man with Jair. Let's just let him do his thing and live with the consequences and then build a defense around that. Right. It's some form or fashion because right now I'm not sure that the saints are going like, well, we got to put him in slot. We got to put him in because we got to get him away from Jair. I don't think that's the case. And I think that we'd be better off 
going more man to his side, less zone. He's that kind of corner. That's his mentality. His mentality is I'm going to war with this guy. Now I don't want to play off. I want to play in zone. So let's give him an opportunity to do what he wants to do at the highest level. Let's have him let's have him trail the guy all game. And let's see if we can shut somebody down and we can focus on the rest of the team. And then the, the last part is, you know, the, whether it's Kenny Clark, whether it's Wyatt, whether it's Slayton, whether it's Van Ness coming in down in, in nickel, whether it's Preston Smith rushing at the three technique positions, which I I would I would love to see this week against that left side. You know, particularly, you know, we talk about Trevor planning Trevor Penning a little bit, but particularly going up against James Hurst, who I just thought had a bad week last week. And sometimes these things happen, they just start piling up on you. So if he has any confidence loss from last week, then this is a this is a place you can exploit for certain. I think if, if you really start talking about, you know, where are the advantages? Where are the where are the places that we can find uh, a, a path to victory? Because this this is a really tough game. I think if they establish a running game this week, I mean, if we're talking about, can you have four plus yards, four and a half yards plus on first and second down play action in the middle of the fields open. We saw it on tape. It's on tape for you. Tight ends could have an impact on this game because of that. They could have in the play action game because the way the linebackers suck in. And then also because a lot of the stuff you see on the waggles, you see on the key passes, they're playing everything so deep. There's going to be a lot of check downs in this game. So can your backs, can your tight ends get into the check down and then make something happen out of there? Just move the sticks, right? Can we stay on schedule? I didn't think the Panthers did a good job watching that tape of using the field. I think Matt LaFleur is going to give Jordan Love more real estate space to play with, not only literally in the sense of they're going to use the entire field and try to fight for every blade of grass because that's kind of what the offense is predicated on, especially you know with Jaden Reed kind of emerging as one of those guys that can do that but also maybe expanding his role in this offense as far as opening up the playbook a little bit more. Um, defensively, you know, the Saints are are limited right now, I think, on offense for what they can do in the running game because they don't have Kamara. They're going to be a downhill team. If they try to bounce, like if they bounce run on us, then it's on us. Like that's it, – it's just that's, – that's you're doing a poor job of engaging blocks. You're doing a poor job of tackling. They are – um, not necessarily because of that left side in particular. They're not necessarily a ground and pound team, but those that right side, you get those doubles, you get Jamal Williams going downhill, you can create a little momentum, they can work off that. If we can keep them, if we can keep Derek Carr off his first read, you know, that short passing game is efficient for them. And that short passing game is like a matter of time, not a matter of distance, right? So they can still throw the deep ball, but I'm talking about you get the guy off rhythm a little bit, get somebody in his face. We seem to have more efficiency. I don't know what his numbers are historically versus uh, versus pressure, but when I'm watching the tape this year, maybe it's because it's a new offense, doesn't look like the same guy when he can just get back, hit his back foot, let the ball go. So let's do some quick keys to victory before we get out of here. Keys to victory, number one, make the Saints a one-dimensional team on offense. Take advantage of the left side. Take advantage of the fact that Kamara's not there. Live on it. Number two, we have to create an identity as a Green Bay Packers organization. Who are you going to be on offense? What is your offensive identity? I hope they went in on Wednesday and they said, this is the path to victory. This is the, 
these are the behaviors we're going to have in practice. These are the, this is the this is the scheme, the system, the methodology that we're going to run against specifically this team, this defense, this fish, this player, whatever. It, what? How are we going to feel like we have a real chance to move the ball, get 300 plus yards, 350 yards of offense, score 25, 30 points? How do we feel comfortable saying that? And then the third one is just be content winning the rep. Like this isn't a beauty contest. This Saints team on defense in particular is tough. And they're going to try to play a physical brand of football. So you have to have a plan. You have to communicate your plan. And you got to be willing to go in there with some conviction, make adjustments throughout the game, but really focus every single rep, winning your one-on-one battle. Can we win our 1v1 matchup throughout the entirety of this game? If the answer is yes, feel really good about this game. If the answer is no, it's going to be tough. They're just too, they're too good defensively. They got too much going for them. And I think Derek Carr you know, is probably thinking he's due for a breakout game. So that's what we have for the Packers. There's a couple other games going on tonight. Giants, uh, Giants, San Francisco 49ers. Ten and a half points isn't enough. I think it's going to be a blowout. Saquon Barkley's not playing. A couple interesting plays this week. Chargers, Vikings, both 0-2. Minnesota Vikings at home favored by one toss-up game. I'm actually going to take the Chargers on that game because I just think Herbert's going to just – I think he's going to throw for like 400 yards. I could be way off. Uh, Titans Browns that'll be interesting Browns probably win that one at this point who else we got we got the Patriots Jets game not much to talk about there Broncos Dolphins Dolphins could win by more than six and a half Detroit Lions Atlanta Falcons Detroit's at home just lost a close one to Seattle this is going to be a I think that 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 the Atlanta Falcons played us on defense better than than uh I thought we would have I think we did okay. I think the I think the Jared Goff and company is going to do better. And the question really is, the Lions' defense still isn't great. What do they? What answer do they have for Bijan Robinson and company? Now they're favored by three. The over under is forty six. That's a, a relatively high scoring game. That's yeah, twenty three aside. I think Detroit wins that game. I don't know if it's by three. What else we have? Uh, Chicago, Kansas City, Dallas, Arizona. Dallas, Arizona. Twelve points is not enough. That could be a bloodbath. And uh, we got uh, Monday night games. Okay, we got Philly at Tampa. Philly will win that one at Tampa, five points. And then interesting game: L.A. Rams at Cincinnati Bengals. Might be the game of the week. Not for a lot of people, but you think about it: Is Joe Burrow going to? Well, if Joe Burrow plays and he and he can play, he can play off that leg. That's it's a game. The Rams are actually playing pretty well surprisingly well better than everybody thought they would at this point so cincinnati by three take cincinnati long story short guys it's gonna be a fun weekend if you enjoy if you enjoy football you're gonna want to get you're gonna want to get me to try to figure out how to use the editing system here because i don't know what music i was just playing but Check me out, Mike Wall 68 Process to Perform on Instagram. Check out this page. If you're liking this, this uh, film breakdown, subscribe, uh, subscribe, rate, review for me on that Process to Perform channel. Guys, have a great weekend. Good luck to the pack. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.